I'm gonna grab booze, and we'll uh, everybody else grab booze and. My girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. That also happened. Uh, and are we doing this live or? No. Okay. No, I don't have the energy for live today as well. I even wore my Rocketeer shirt just so I could show it off because I found it. I thought it was gone, and I found it after three years. It's an excellent shirt. Where did you get it? Look, take take a look at the whole thing, dude. It's fucking sick, dude. Mm. It's fucking sick. I don't know. One of those like T Fury sites or something. I saw them post. They had like a two for one deal, and I was like, oh my god, that design's amazing. Hey, buddy, you gonna eat that sausage? But uh, yep. Yeah. So, dude, um. I was going to try to order my shirt. It says I wasn't going to get it until fucking like June 10th or some shit. Yeah, you won't. You won't get it till after the event. What the fuck? No, it's just, it, I mean, it's aggravating, but what else are we going to do? You know, no, I mean, I know. there's, there's I nothing that, else we I can fucking go, do. I went to go order it on payday and I was like, June fucking 10th. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, but, I mean, it's because it, I mean, it's pre that pre-sale thing. So they're not, nothing's going to ship until also, after the pre-sale's over. Unless, I mean, we have to get it into a situation where we have the artwork to him in, like, fucking March, so then the store can be up, like, all through the month of April and end at the beginning of May. Like, the, the sale should be ending right now, so that way the shirts can ship out before the event. Like, that's that's the timetable we need to start working with, but we didn't have... I mean, I think... I mean, the artwork was probably ready by then. The artwork Maybe was ready. Specifically you said the, the exact date that it was last year. That's when we posted it. It was, yeah, but the difference being the event is like two weeks later this year, so it should have given us more time, but they're understaffed, you know, and there's nothing we can do about it. It's the same reason, like I said, magnets are going to be delayed too, uh, coming from Sticker Mule, so, well, you know. this is just going to be, like, like I told you it's going to be It's going to be an off year, you know, it's gonna in, be terms, that of, off year. Yeah, uh, in mean, terms of whatever. So people still need it. to buy the DM shirts because they're $12.50 per shirt goes toward the goal. And I know a bunch of people have already ordered them because they've been messaging me and whatnot, saying they were saying that they've uh, good, they've good. ordered them. So. I'll still order it then. And I just I, I was like, what the fuck? I, but you know, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely still order one because that way it'll 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 pump up that uh, it'll pump up that total. We get twelve fifty minus three percent for sales tax or whatever. So the show's just going to cover that end of it. Same thing we're doing with the Redbubble and the Cafe Press stuff. Like I'm just going to do a flat five dollars because it's too much of a pain in the ass to try to track that down to the minutia of. Well, there was a 20% off sale, and Redbubble takes it out of our end. Plus, they ordered more than one mug, so it's cheaper. It's, a... it's so fucking dumb. Yep. It's so dumb. Especially Redbubble. Oh, fuck, do I fucking hate Redbubble. Yeah, I almost ordered a mug. I've got like a fucking million mugs, though. Yeah, mugs are on sale. Um, there's a bunch of stuff on sale. I'm still waiting for fucking shirts I ordered from Redbubble like a month ago. Yeah. I don't know what the That's fuck what the holdup is. As well. Like they sent out like like Heather ordered fucking mugs. Like well, the guys up here, the Ocho Duro guys, they order those travel mugs, and like Heather ordered fucking mugs. Like they've all gotten their shit. They've all gotten their stuff, and I ordered shirts like just with the film reel logo. Like because I have I've never bought shirts with like that that film reel logo on it, and I really love those shirts, and I really wanted to get some. So since I had the money, I ordered them, and they still haven't finished. They still haven't done them. That was it was like it was like a month ago probably. And they still haven't done them. So I don't know. There's, dude, there's tons of shit that I ordered like two months ago that I haven't gotten yet. Danielle, there's stuff she's ordered the same thing that she hasn't gotten. So it's craziness. What a pain in the ass. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to grab booze. Uh, let's grab right, some I'll booze grab. so that way we can. We'll rip out some pre-roll anyway, even though it's just going to add to my fucking pile at this point. 
But oh, we got it. Whatever. Oh, gotta, it'll give it'll give me uh, I'm, I'm going to try to maybe earmark a weekend to make sure make sure it's all out by then or something. I don't know. Good. That's fine. Because yeah, I've still got I've still got pre-roll from each of the last two weeks. So but we didn't do wrestling stuff last week, so we'll get to do wrestling stuff this week. I'll so. do a little bit. I already got the matchup that I want to ask you. You, so. best, you best have the sauce matchup, too. So, yeah, when I get back, we'll do that promo first and then we'll. Okay. Get into whatever else we can get into. Have I ever showed you how long my tongue is? Uh, no. Gene Simmons, motherfucker. Almost. Almost. Yeah. It's it, If I slit that little thing there, it'd come right out. I feel like I had something I wanted to ask you or talk to you about, but I forgot. Oh, you baked a bunch of shit. Looked good. For Mother's Day, yeah. I was just busting your balls on there with the raw the raw pussy comments. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wondering if you were gonna Yeah, but no, no. you no. <laughs> I was not going to post it. But yeah. No, it was it was good. Um You know, I'm I'm no like master chef, but it's I'm not like Nick over here. Who can't hear me, but <laughs> Come on, let's go. Let's get to recording. <laughs> chickity chickity sound sound chickity. Come here, bitch. You're going to get right in my fucking face today. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. I love to review on Amazon trashing this fucking pop filter too. <laughs> just absolutely obliterating because what it was is it was on the inside was like a screen door metal mesh and on the outside is like a nylon mesh and what they actually had the effect of doing is creating a sound wall that forced my voice to go at least from my estimation of it anyway listening to it forced my voice to go around it to get to the microphone on the backside instead of going through it because like I should not be able to talk like directly into the microphone and have it sound better than with a pop filter. Like the pop filter is supposed to remove those plosives when you're popping those peas. Exactly. So yeah, it, no. Instead, what it was doing is it literally created like a fucking solid wall that the sound could not go through and had to go around. <laughs> <sighs> if you can, Nick, link me to this review because I want to see uh, how your pros. Uh, illustrated this review. Well, I'd have to find it. I'd have to find it. But, um, yeah, I have... How many stars? One. <laughs> it literally it has one job. It has one fucking function to create a filter through which it, it muffs out those plosives when you're popping those peas. When you're popping those pussies. The exact opposite thing of what a pop filter should do is create a fucking sound wall that, that you know, forces sound to travel around it to reach the microphone. So, yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a thorough, a thorough shellacking. Okay. <clears throat> Man. I need to, I honestly wanted to take a ride out to upstate like once every couple of weeks to pick up cans or something like that just because I went out and picked this stuff up. Man. So fucking good. I forgot how much I love this fucking beer. Like this series, like they, they obviously change it up a little bit every year, the recipe, but so I finally got the rest of my stuff it. from, uh, 
what you call it, from Northern. I wanted to brew a beer before live stream for the cure. That's not going to happen now because I didn't get that stuff. That stuff was delayed too. I didn't get that stuff until whenever, but I do have all my stuff so I can start home brewing again. So I'm super fucking pumped. Nick, what beer is it? It is Upstate Brewing's 2020 Ale. Oh. Yeah, he, you, every year when you get like their, the year ale, whatever, just called the year ale or whatever. And, I'm uh, back! Puke and rally! I mean, if we're going to talk about it, I guess I should play the drop, right? Give me a beer! Get Billy Bob in here. Let him, you know, hork some hot dogs up into the washing machine. Is that, that's, that's the way it goes, right? Yeah, why not? So, yeah. Yeah, but so it's good. It's good. It's it's, it's a fantastic beer. It really, really is. I mean, it just think about like the juicy, like tropical fruit, floral kind of New England IPA, <sighs> Justin. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, especially when I say juicy, like oh man. And I mean, it's just like I said. I, I every time I have this series, like they always tinker around with like the hop variations and stuff that they do in it. But it is, it is, it is fantastic though. It really, really is. Saucy, it looks like you are guzzling down some booze yourself this evening, and I didn't even have to ask you. You were prepared. You had it in hand. You were already drinking it. You're probably already fucking wasted. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. My theory. He knew he was going to have to come on to talk about King Solomon's Mines, and just immediately his <laughs> hand his hand went straight for the refrigerator door, opened it, and just started grabbing beer. <laughs> well, Justin, when you when we sat down to record our Friday the 13th B-side, uh, you admonished me, you browbeated me for not drinking during the episode, and I said, well, I'm, I have two beers left, and I'm saving them. One, I'm saving because I know we're going to talk about King Solomon's Minds, and I have to save <laughs> alcohol for that discussion. So tonight, I'm drinking a Golden Monkey from Victory Brewing Company, Belgian-style triple ale with added spice, 9.5 alcohol by volume. Uh, it's good. It's fine. Um, if we're talking about monkey-themed beers, I prefer the Feed the Monkey Hefeweizen from Jailbreak Brewing Company, but uh, this this fits the bill quite nicely, I think. Very uh, nice. Very Victory nice. Victory Golden Monkey. I just imagine you sitting there, turning on King Solomon's Minds, and within the first five minutes of the film, your hand slowly starting to reach to the refrigerator. My hand I didn't even have to need booze. <laughs> my hand didn't even have to reach the refrigerator. I just like <laughs> it just manifested in my hand. <laughs> it just instantly showed up in your hand. <laughs> Fate knew you need alcohol for King Solomon's minds. That's right. But the same could be said of a lot of canon films. I myself, boys, am being lazy. I drank a bunch of Death Wish cold brew coffee that I made to get myself amped up for this episode uh, against what you told me. You told me not to do this. You said, stop mixing uppers and downers. I drank that and now I'm drinking a uh, vodka and soda. Nick, I thought I was back to drinking. I wish, I wish that your, that your follow-up to that would have been, uh, now I'm drinking a four loco, but they don't do, <laughs> Listen. it's not like it was when it first came out when, when they no. used to do the, when they used to do the thing. But remember, remember when you lived in Binghamton and, and I used to come over to your place and we'd go to that can shop across the street and we'd get like we did. four of them and then we'd go back to your apartment and fucking pound them all. <laughs> yeah, we would, dude. 100%. <laughs> I used to drink those things. I remember, oh man, they, they'd get me all wired. those things, man. I mean, yeah, because there was so much sugar in them still. Yeah. Like, oh man, like you would go on an immediate sugar high. Like they didn't even have to have like the energy drink components in there. I still remember when they had those yeah. though, when they when they first put those out. Like 
I would grab yeah. those before. I'd, I'd like pregame with those. But if I knew I was going out to the bars, I'd grab one of those and just pound it in the car before I went into a bar. Um, I remember that. Yeah, I remember look, you look doing at, that look at a couple Loisauce's times. Too. Look I remember at, him doing that. Like, and I'm like Loy sauce. Like, we're like you. you you've seen those cans that, yeah. too. You've seen like those tall boy cans. Like, it was like how big are those cans? Like twenty six ounces or thirty Dude, ounces? Or yeah, they're something. very big. They're massive. Those things are huge. And he would literally like take one and like we'd be in the car and we'd get to the parking garage downtown and then like literally we'd get out of the car. He'd crack that thing and he'd have that thing guzzled down his gullet. In like five seconds flat, he'd slam that thing. But I mean, you know how disgusting. Gets. Yeah, he actually. I, 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 I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know exactly when you're talking about. One of the times that I did that was before we did the zombie walk. Yep, we, we yep. did all the interviews. I'm pretty sure I know I, you did that. <laughs> we we got out of the car and you and Robbie were there. Um, who Robbie? For those that haven't ever heard that name before, he was an epic film guy for a short period of time. Um. You guys were like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm like, I can't do this sober. And I'm like standing in the parking garage, pounding this fucking thing. Slammed you guys so it. pissed off. Literally it- slammed it. That was some of the most fun I've ever had, though. That makes me miss doing video content a lot for for the show. It really, really does. I really miss doing video content for EFG. Yeah. Just because well, we got to be creative, man. Amount, I mean, with, with, with video editing, with a minimal amount of actual production staging and whatnot. Like we had a really good time in just interviewing people downtown Binghamton for the zombie walk. And then we staged the, that thing where, you know, we got chased out of the alleyway, like the beginning of it. But I had the microphone and Justin didn't have one. So when Justin runs up to the camera, it's just him mouthing words. He can't tell what he's saying. Cause he didn't have, he wasn't mic'd up. So yeah, it was, uh, it was still awesome though. How we fun. orchestrated that whole thing, like that whole group of people were following us. And oh, yeah. it was very yeah. random that we were able to kind of operate and, and, and I interviewed that one everything. dude from the news. What, what Emke is, is that the guy's name? Emke, I think he's, he's he's the anchor for one of the news stations around here. Yeah, you had him, and then we had the guy that was running Bing Spot, um, who at the time yep. was huge. He was like a really big deal. Yep. That was um, fun. We really did. We, cool. yeah. we had some. We had some good. Good. To check that out. Back All in thanks the, to Four Loco. Back in the YouTube. <laughs> back in the YouTube uh, annals somewhere. Uh, go check that out if you've if you've never. You want to see some old school EFG circa 2014? That would be fall 2014, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Circa around that time. Uh, that was us downtown Binghamton at the zombie walk. And that was that was a blast. Absolute blast. Good. Yep, time, it's man. also on our Facebook page. I think it's also uploaded right directly to our videos yeah, on our Facebook. Right. So yeah. but just search for it. Just go to our either our YouTube or Facebook and just search Epic Film Guys Zombie Walk. And you uh, you should be able to find it and enjoy it. Yeah, but um, where I was going, I don't know. Rem- remember where exactly where I was, but I thought that I was back to drinking beer on a normal basis. Is what I was going to say, and I'm basically back to being beer free. I kind of have to do it. I realized it. I'm not gonna be that guy that's able to have just one. I can't do it. So I'd rather just not have it at all. Um, special occasions, of course. If I come up there and I fucking see you, dude, and you had like one of those. Of course, I would probably have one. But I mean, if I'm just sitting at my apartment by myself, Danielle likes a beer once in a great while, but she's not like, yeah, let's go get beer. So if I'm not, you know, if there's no real reason to, I'll just stick to my vodka and soda and guilt free for me. I don't have to worry about it at all. I'm in the same boat. Like, I mean, I bought these because it was, you know, like I said, it's my favorite release. I drove out just to get out of the house, drove all the way out to Horseheads and picked it up. And I love it. It is really, really great. But I'm probably not going to buy more beer after this, even as much as I would like to. I mean, I'm not going to 
schlep all the way out to horse heads because they're not always going to have something I'm going to want either necessarily. So, you know, I mean, it's fine. Like it, it was a nice ride out there. It was nice to pick it up and, and everything. But no, I'm, I'm the same way. I really need to start hardlining now, especially since that segment's been on TV. Like I'm I'm getting bombarded by a lot of people. Nick's a star. He's a fucking star, things. man. So people are like hitting me up, you know, to, to help him with, you know, losing, losing weight and dropping sugar and things like that. So. I need to, for my own goals, I need to hardline from now until the, uh, until my birthday. So basically from like the end of live stream for the cure, cause that is going to be a mess. That's just going to be a disaster. That whole like four or five day period or whatever the, whatever the case may be, that's just going to be an absolute disaster. Uh, you know, diet wise, I'm going to just not do anything too terrible, hopefully. And I should survive, but I can't do coffee. Last year, me and Dan tried to drink so much coffee. I had such bad acid reflux, like midday two, because of how much coffee I drank. Granted, I weigh a lot less than I do than I did then, and dude, I'm in a lot a better shape now. Lot so less, I don't dude. get I don't a get acid less. reflux, and it doesn't bug me. But yeah, no, I it's need crazy, a hard man. line, like super hard line, uh, to kind of put myself in that next uh, in that next frame of mind. I've been doing. I'm at 60 miles or so now in my challenge to walk 100 miles before the live stream for the cure or run 100 miles. I've got to focus on short distance running, long distance walking. I can't run for long t long periods of time for long distances and whatever. But my mile time is much improved. I've shaved over two minutes off of my mile time since I started, which is really, really nice. And wow. I can walk like a good, good clip now. So hopefully I will hit 100 miles by the time this episode comes out, or by the time this pre-roll comes out, I don't know when the pre-roll is going to come out, but uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll be on the 14th, and we'll be two weeks away at that point, so I really need to start moving my ass <laughs> to get, like, I, I seriously need, like, another 40 miles. I did, I don't know, six today, in between, like, my breaks and lunches, and, like, lunches, my break, my lunch, and after work, I did two and a half miles, too, so... Dude, it's the weirdest fucking thing that <clears throat> I look forward to my lunch break every other day, just like I used to when we worked the 21st century, because what did I do on my lunch break then? I went to the gym, we and now the gym. Yeah, I'm working out here, and most of these people I'm seeing online, and kind of like the fitness community, all these people without a gym, they're freaking out. I'm going to lose all the muscle that I gained. I'm not going to be able to make any gains. I'm going to lose all my results that I had. I'm going to gain fat, and here I am, dude. And I fucking actually made gains. Like I've actually gained lean body mass because I've been fucking pushing myself so hard. I'm like, you know, doing actual push-ups and pull-ups and stuff that your body's not necessarily used to. If you use machines a lot at the gym or use, you know, I'm using all free weights and all body weight stuff. And I'm actually seeing fucking great results just from that. So I'm like, this is fine with me. I'm good. I mean, I can't wait to get back to the gym, but I'm thinking uh, people should take this opportunity if, you know, they're really having a hard time focusing on their goals and push themselves even harder. Once you stick yourself in that situation, you know, you're kind of forced into things that are uncomfortable. And when it's uncomfortable, that means it's good. It means your body's not used to it. So it's going to react to it. It's going to be shocked to it. So. Well, people got to find ways to adapt. And I, I think that, that, you know, a lot of people are just really tough at that. Like, yeah, okay. So, you know, you don't have the weight set at home that you have at the gym and, and whatnot. But, you know, want, focus on other things that you can manage, you know, maintain. Like, it's not like you can't maintain your muscle tone. Like, you're just, you know, you're not going to be able to, like, get that whole super weight training yeah, in, you could definitely maintain it. It's know, not gonna. But, it's not gonna go away as long as you do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
as maintenance, you're you're going to be able to be okay with it. Like I said, I've gained. I can tell. I'm, I, my the fucking scale's gone up. I've lost fat and I've gained weight, which means something good's happening. Um, I was I was secretive and sent Saucy a, a progress photo a few weeks ago. I haven't done that to anybody or said anyone. I want to I want to wait until I'm 100 percent ready because my goal was this year, you know, for the beach that we go to every single year. We go to New Jersey for Long Beach Island. I talk about it on the show every year. I wanted to be fucking the best shape of my life and I'm close to it. I'm not quite there, but I'm close to it. But I'm like, who the fuck knows if and when a beach, you know, anything, whatever. So I'm comfortably doing my thing, but I mean, me hopefully by it. next year, I mean, 2020, it's not going to happen. I've still got a long way to go. I've still got a lot of weight to lose and a lot of body reshaping to do, but hopefully by 2021, I will, I will also be there. I need to get back to the gym because I need to start lifting again as well. Because that's just one of the things that I'm. It's really, the best really thing, honestly. Missing. It's the best thing that you could do, man, for you, 100. And I, I gotta say, and I'm gonna say this on the main show as well. I fucking cried, dude. I fucking cried, legit tears, man, when I put on my fucking TV on YouTube and I watched your fucking segment. Like I'm, I'm about you, to tear up right now. Put me in Dolby. Made me so fucking happy, people. dude. He put I me did, in I Dolby did, I Vision. Went, <laughs> I switched the setting to make sure Dolby Vision was forced <laughs> on the image. Because, <laughs> um, you know, but, but I'm saying it, just, it made bullshit. me feel so happy because I remember, you know, it's been exactly a year since uh, Lois Austin and I came up and visited for our friend Spencer's wedding. And when we saw you then, you didn't look very healthy. You didn't look like you felt like yourself. And you were a lot bigger of a guy. You really were. You had a lot of I weight. Was, and-, and you can see, too, because in those one of the well, one of the pictures in the, the TV show, because the segment on the actual show was longer. So like the video they put on the website wasn't as long. Like the, the segment that was actually aired on TV was longer, which I'm glad for. I'm glad I actually found it on the TV and actually actually watched it so I could see the whole segment. But. You know, like when they showed like all the before and after pictures, like Caleb's wedding anniversary is today as of recording day. So happy anniversary, Caleb. I married he and his wife, Vanessa, a year ago. And like one of the pictures was from that. And then another one of the pictures was from, you know, we were all down at the topper when, you know, you and Saucy came up. And one of those pictures is, you know, me, like the three of us, like I cropped you guys out of it, obviously. But. You know, that was one of those pictures what as well. What a dick. I could have been on TV. When they were, show- when they were showing the side-by-sides and everything, you know, those those were the before pictures I used was from that time last year. And I mean, I mean, the difference is night and day. Like, it's I I looked like, I, well, I said it on the show. I said I looked like a balloon. I really that, did. Like, I looked I mean, like yeah. a, a really bloated, pumped up version of myself. My weight is my weight's still maintaining. Like, I'm still holding the same weight that I've been holding that for a couple months now. I haven't been... De- most perfect with my diet but i've been making sure i've been staying very active i've been keeping track of my calories i'm still not going back to any kind of junk Dude, food as no long candies, as you're enjoying cake, sugars and all that stuff yeah as long as you're enjoying you know, your food now i've got know. the next push but i want to get back that's the biggest thing is i want to get back to the gym and i want to start lifting just start building the muscle now that's going to once the rest of it's gone that's going to be just pushing through and shining like that's what i want to start now but i need a gym like i can do push-ups here and i can i have 25 pound hand weights which isn't shit like i was doing 60 pound hand curls at the gym 
like seated and then 45 pounds dude, standing. You're, you're a big dude. You have a natural strength there. Yeah, so, so 25 yeah. pounds, 25, I'd have to put both of them in one hand, but then it's awkward to lift, so it doesn't do anything either. But yeah, yeah, I need to like I can do push ups and stuff and I can do some stuff, but like I have to actually start that program. But for now, I'm, I'm enjoying doing the cardio side and I'm enjoying running. I'm really, really feeling great getting back out and running again. I just want to lose. Now I need to start cutting more weight so I can start increasing those distances, because I think that's really what's holding me back still is just I need to cut more weight now. I got to tell you, the next goal that I have, since, you know, you've got your 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 main goal out of the way, basically, and you're just going to keep improving. My goal is to get Loisos fucking jacked. He's already got the beard. Like, I mean, the I'm women are already going to are... be falling over themselves over him. Dude, Imagine already... if he had a six pack pressing out of a tight T-shirt, too. It's already started. I already know this can happen. I've been telling Daniel this. I keep talking about it. We take like a break walk in the middle of the day. We have this route we take. It's like 20 minute walk. I would keep saying Imagine if I could get Loisos jacked. I could do it. Look at his face. I'm sure you could, and I I have been wanting to get better about my fitness generally. I mean, I do my exercises every day. I make sure I take a walk or a run at least every day. But um, can we make him can we make him do squats every day so he can get that fucking toned fat ass? Just that fucking delicious bubble ass. Listen here, I'm, I actually take pride in my ass. Um See, I just want to—I want to make that thing just nice and just smooth, just plump, popping right out of there. I want to be able to flick it fft, fft, mm-hmm. fft, and just watch that bubble. Exactly. But no, it's good to hear that you, you're you're doing your shit, man. It's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> relative to you or perhaps other people, I I feel like um, I'm nowhere near where I should be, especially with my arm strength. Um, but you know, you need to start whacking it more. Thank you, Nick. Um, <laughs> that's great for fore- dude. A lot of guys they don't even work out their forearms. They just they get it naturally from that. But no, dude. I mean, they seriously, just can't when, get when things of my get stuff, when things get back to normal or whenever you're ready, I've told you this for a long time. Like, it sucks for me because other than like movie stuff in this show, like I'm back to my old self where like the gym shit is my most important thing my i'm passionate i'm fucking obsessed with it i can't stop thinking about it which is very good for me because 40 is on its way but i'd love to like have someone around that i could experience that with other than danielle my wife is really into it as well but i'd love to you're my experiment i want to see what i can do with you you would have to be extremely patient and i would have to get over my like embarrassment that I have virtually no upper arm strength whatsoever. Um, you don't need it. You don't need it, man. You'll build upper arm strength. That's yeah, the whole point of you'll... lifting weights and, and, and making those gains, man. I know, I know. The I'm first the first three months are the most gains that any lifter ever gets because your body's not used to it, so it reacts in such a shocking way that you're gonna be like, Oh my god, my body looks so different, it feels so different. We're gonna turn Those your first, we're gonna turn yeah. your fucking ass into Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob. You're gonna be so <laughs> fucking ripped and jacked. <laughs> only only Larry the Lobster never had the fucking D'Artagnan beard. So I mean you're gonna have literally all the package.
police shakeup as Ape Man strikes again. There you are, Commissioner. There it is in black and white. This Ape Man is making a monkey of the police department. That ox can't call me a monkey. Shut up, you baboon. Mm. <laughs> now look here, Commissioner. You've got to catch that Ape Man. Just a minute, Mr. Dill. We're doing the best we can. As a matter of fact, we suspect he's not an ape man, but a real gorilla. Real gorilla, bah! Look here, Commissioner. You've got to catch that ape man. And if you don't, as head of the Citizens League, I'll have to demand your resignation. I don't want to make you any trouble, my friend. But this thing has gone far enough. As a matter of fact, it's gone too far. And something's gotta be done. But, Mr. Dill, give me a chance. We're trying. After all, policemen are only human beings. You know how the newspapers build these things up. I had six phone calls yesterday. Six calls from the irate citizens demanding action. And I'm not going to be the GOAT. But, Mr. Dill, nobody's asking you to be the GOAT. My men will catch this ape man or gorilla or whatever it is. You're supposed to have an efficient police department. And yet you can't catch a third-rate hoodlum who masquerades as a monkey. Remember, Commissioner, this is your last chance. Good night. But, Mr. Dill, Mr. Dill, let's understand each other on this. That Dill sure has the chief in a pickle. I'd like to get that eight man by the throat and tear his ears off and gouge his eyes Shut up, up Tarzan, you're all wet. How did you know? So, mm. with all of this talk here... This is my way to segue into a little bit of wrestling. Do you remember, Nick, do you remember the first time this line was stated? D'Artagnan Austin motherfucker. Austin 316 just said, I just whooped your ass. Do you remember that? Oh, man. King of the Ring, Do baby. you remember? King of the Ring, yeah. That's right. After, after who did he beat? Jake the Snake, wasn't it? That's fucking yeah. right. It was. Because at that time, Jake the Snake was super into like spouting off religious verses and shit when he did his promos. So Austin, after he wins King of the, he beats Jake the snake and he's being crowned King of the ring. It randomly comes out of his mouth. He, he, he stated on many different interviews in his book. It wasn't planned. Nope. It just came yep. popped into his head. Austin three sixteen said, I just whooped your ass. So Austin is like a whole episode there's so Austin's much to like, pack in. Austin's like several episodes. It's like, you know what the the funny the funniest thing about that is too is if you follow, you follow a lot of backstage wrestling uh, and whatnot. Like he wasn't supposed to win King of the Ring that year. I don't remember hearing that. No, no, Helmsley was. Uh, Triple H was, of course, back then he was. Oh, but guess what? I but he was fined and he was. But because, because that, that was because of the whole the whole uh, Madison Square Garden the, the Madison thing, right? Square Garden incident yeah. when Nash and Hall were leaving for WCW, they broke kayfabe, which back kayfabe, at the time that's right. they you broke did kayfabe, not yeah. do. And because Shawn Michaels was the world heavyweight champion, you can't punish him. And Hall and Nash were gone, so Triple H was the one in the locker room that took like all the punishment for that. So they Apparently completely he got derailed a him for a couple of years or something for that too. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt yeah. it, but yeah, like they also like derailed. He was supposed to win King of the ring that year. So they ended up derailing him and he didn't, I mean, obviously Hunter overcame it because I mean, 
He's the fucking well, game, now, man. And he's he he's the boss's daughter's husband. Yeah, he I mean, runs NXT can't, and everything. You can't take away so. like I mean his in his in ring worth work, work ethic alone. But we're getting off topic here. But yeah, like yeah, that was that's one of those funny wrestling anecdotes that I always love. I always love thinking about because I mean, imagine imagine if that would have like if they would have buried Stone Cold in the mid card somewhere, and like they hadn't really. I mean, granted, he was was that because that was. No, that was before. That was before he fought that match against Hart, where he passed out in the sharpshooter. Right? That's correct. That was yeah. that was after. Yeah, that, that, that was after where, that. Yeah, that was all planned when he cut himself yeah. and everything, and he did the whole. He he kept on, then he passed out in the sharpshooter. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I bring this up because every time we get an opportunity to talk about wrestling, I put two wrestlers up against each other in a match, and then you have to pick who the winner is. So it's ring talk with loy sauce. That's what we like to call it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be such a great fucking match. Put these two guys together and they're going to beat the shit out of each other. These two are two icons. We're going to get to the point where I'm going to run out of icons and then I'm going to have other icons against Man. other icons. Man, and throw some jobbers in there. You know, Kamala fucking get like Velvinus in there. Velvinus wins Shango. every time. Hey, Velvinus is the shit, man. He, dude, whatever. He had that whole ex porno actor thing going on. <laughs> whatever, dude. Those those were steamy that fucking was, promos. That was literally the addition to era personified was fucking Velvinus coming out to the ring you and can, grinding his crotch. And dude, you can thank writer Vince Russo for all that shit. He all all he did for ideas for. Uh. The Attitude Era was watch Jerry Springer, and that's how they came up with all that. But Stone Cold, for me, when that shit landed, I was a teenager. You were a teenager. It was so amazing. When you'd hear him say shit like, I'm going to whoop your ass, he'd come out and he would just stun whoever the fuck he'd want. He'd stun fucking Gorilla Monsoon. He'd stun Vince McMahon. He'd Sergeant Slaughter was what? He was the, at the time, he was the, whatever they called him the commissioner yeah he'd come right. out and he'd come out and say like you're gonna do this and do that and then stone cold would come out and just fucking stun him and the whole crowd would go fucking wild and he'd like pour pour beer all over himself and but these are two icons and you have to pick the best Man. stone cold steve austin versus can you smell Man. oh what the rock come on is cooking. How do you yeah, even I, choose? You have oh, to. You gotta stop and, giving me these ones that are this hard, dude, man. These two had one of the best runs ever. The best rivalries oh, yeah, ever they in did. wrestling yeah, history. They did. So. Remember when Stone Cold threw the Rock's belt? That was the Intercontinental title. That wasn't even the world title. That was the Intercontinental title. The Stone Cold fucking went to a bridge and threw it off a fucking bridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit I miss so much. Like, if wrestling was anywhere near man. that entertaining now with those kinds of personalities, I would still be watching it. So, I had to make it hard. All of these have been semi-hard. So, alright. So, my choice comes... Dan Brennick already knows who I'm going to pick. But uh, my choice comes with a caveat that the heel rock is one of the best heels ever because he could fucking rub an audience. Everybody loves the rock anyway. Dude, but he dude, could rub not, an audience when he was best, a heel. If not the best. When he yeah. was a heel, he was so goddamn entertaining. Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Like, you could not, like, everybody loved to hate the rock when he was a heel. And, like, he would go to towns. Like, remember when he was, I forget where, where, where was he? He was in, like, LA or he was in Sacramento or something when he was sitting there with his guitar and he was shitting all over the, it was Sacramento because he was shitting all over the Sacramento Kings. 
and everything. Like he would do that in every town and he would just like he would tell like Heel Rock was one of the most entertaining personalities ever. So the Rock wins very slightly only based on oh heel rock because God. here's the thing here's the thing they tried remember they tried with the wcw invasion they tried to turn stone cold into a heel but then that was when what was born yep. that was when what? he did the what thing and what? then like literally he was he was so over with fans that it didn't matter if they made him a heel or not like everybody still loved him like you could not heal or face austin like he was like he was just way too over with fans. They just loved him too much. Like the rock could get that venom out of, out of an audience. And like the rock could well, really dude, piss a the, crowd the, off. The, the iconic chant is die, Rocky, die, die, Rocky, die. And Rocky sucks. Those chants, no matter what. And those were during a period when WWE was trying to get him over and turn him to a baby face. And it was like, nope, he's just works better as a heel. So, I mean, obviously now, these two men are icons. One of them oh, yeah. is a huge movie star. For me, I, well, we're not talking about me. Eventually, maybe we'll switch this around. And, but I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I think Stone it's, Cold. It's one of those things. It's it's like last time with the with the with the Benoit and and, and Jericho. Jericho. It's it's almost yeah. impossible to choose. And like it, it has to come down to the slightest. Like what one thing? It's like Jericho with the mic skills. Like even though I think Ben Ro Benoit was better in the ring, like the overall package I think just gave that slight edge to Jericho last week. It's the same thing with The Rock, I, and, and that's that's not the, the only reason is because like I said, Austin was so over with the fans. It didn't matter if they tried to make him a heel or not. And like I said, that was when that whole what thing was born, and everybody latched onto it so much that they still do it today. They do it when they did the raw anniversary, like a yeah, few months they back. They still do he it came now. Out, they fucking did it. Yeah, they still do it now. Like that's how iconic that is. And like that was when they were trying to make him a heel when he turned and joined the team WCW for the invasion angle. Like it was just you know they tried. They tried to make Austin a heel. I respect them for trying, but it wasn't a good enough effort to really get fans to really hate well, him. Well, you gotta think. You gotta think. You know when I mean. When he He's came out too over, he was just too over. Well, he was, you have to think going back to this and we'll wrap this up quickly. Cause again, it is what it is. Um, what, but when he came out and he, he started becoming popular, dude, he what? was, he was technically what? a heel. And then when he'd come out and whoever he was wrestling, they, the fans were cheering him who he was a bad guy over the baby faces. That's that's how the whole heel Bret Hart was born. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that's how that was created because there was like, oh fuck it, he's you know, change him, and and I guess, and that was when the whole attitude era began when you're like, dude, fans are cheering these badass. Well, the other thing too is if, remember with Austin too, like Austin basically f like faced off against probably one of the greatest heels ever in the entire history of professional wrestling. And that's Mr. McMahon. That's when they took Vince, you know, after, after the Montreal screw job, they took Vince screw job, yeah. out of, they took him out of the broadcast booth. Cause he used to call matches and stuff. And he, that whole Mr. McMahon character was born. And yep, he, Mr. McMahon. McMahon was so, I mean, it's Vince McMahon. So obviously he was good at playing the asshole, but like he was so good at playing that smarmy asshole. And Austin was that every man kind of 
hero that always beat the shit out of him. So like you always loved it when Austin would get one over on him and like that, uh, yeah, remember I, that one I, I, episode I, yeah. of that one Raw where like Vince was in the hospital and like Austin was his nurse and he Austin comes the in, he's the doctor, the he's like, Alright, go ahead up, nurse, and then he Oh my god, oh my he's, god, like, smacking oh my him in god. the head with a fucking bedpan and shit. Like, I yeah. mean, come on. Like Dude. so Austin was just so over that you could never you could I don't think you could have ever made him an effective heel, but the rock the rock had the ability, I think, to be able to turn a crowd against him if he went venomous enough. And The Rock is so good on the mic. I mean, again, this same thing with Jericho. It goes back to mic skills. Heel Rock is just that entertaining that he gets the edge. Heel Rock is so, so, so fucking good. Like, if if you ever, if, if you're not familiar with, like, Heel Rock promos, like, go back in YouTube and, and, like, search for, like, Heel Rock or The Rock Heel or whatever you would have to search for. Find some some of the promos that The Rock cut when he was a heel. Like, just coming out and getting crowds just absolutely venomous like said, toward him. Die, Rocky, die. Die, Rocky, die. Yeah, and that's not even so to mention, like, you know, when it, in the Nation of Domination days, when they were the heels stable against DX, because DX was the face stable by then, because that was after Shawn Michaels. That was when they had... You know, that they was brought, they brought they brought in the outlaws and uh, that was I you know I, and I know, it's, and Billy I know Gunn. it's blackface so it was t- it was absolutely terrible to do but oh, remember they yeah, had when they that, did the impersonation well, they X-Pac, had DX right d- well X Pac was Mark Henry and 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 Triple yep. H was the Croc as he as the he Croc called him. yeah and they came out and they were all they were all my that was one of the funniest fucking things ever like that was hilarious I mean it's terrible because they were all in blackface so it was really really horrible like. And that would never have ever happened today. I don't think they Different did it like, in that sense. They didn't. And they knew it was totally just out of entertainment. And, uh, you know, obviously it was everyone, in, every, everyone in the nation was aware of that it was going to happen. Um, I, apparently, if you smell um, what the crock is cooking, apparently the rock actually took major offense to. I mean, he said he was fine with it, but he did take major offense to Triple H's impersonation. But it is. It is what it is. That was DX. It was when the Rock had, that, Sean had Michaels, that big, but. had that big like square hairdo, yeah. like the big. Yeah, he, had, <laughs> he like, wore the, the big he wore the cut. big chains and everything because he was still technically Rocky Maivia then. But yeah, they didn't. They when I saw him wrestle, made him into he, the Rock. He, yeah, when I saw him wrestle, he was with the Nation at the time, so yeah. that was the, the first and only time I ever got to see him wrestle in person. But wrestling talk is over for now because me and Nick will oh. keep going on forever, and I don't want Louis Sauce to. to get nap induced here um, but this week Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock and Nick chose The Rock um, not sure I would agree with that decision but I respect it because like you said those promos he'll rock, they're both, he'll they're rock both amazing gets the edge, man. he'll rock gets the edge but no, like I mean think like when you think about iconic moments in, in the history of, of Raw or WWE or whatever you think about shit like Austin driving that fucking beer truck down to ringside and just the beer hosing truck, yeah. everybody down but then that's immediately trumped when you think about Kurt Angle doing it with a milk truck because it was just the most Angle thing for Kurt Angle to do oh don't worry Angle's in, in, the, in the conversation eventually here with, with these matchups but See, we're Angle, going through Angle's all the greats going to be tough for me to choose against because he's a fellow Golden Eagle so I mean I saw his tights hanging up in the gym in Clarion which was the most shocking thing to me because I never knew that until I went to Clarion and like we're watching the orientation video and I'll talk about that more whenever he comes up in a matchup. But yeah, it, it, the the orientation video on like freshman weekend comes up, and that was when he was huge in WD, WWE. That was when Angle was absolutely huge, and he gets on there and he's doing his like Kurt Angle shtick in like the orientation video for Clarion. I'm just like, 
man. But Clarion's got one of the best wrestling programs in the country. They always have, so it's you know pretty pretty amazing. So it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to pick against a fellow Golden Eagle. So you're gonna have to bring your A game when it comes to angle. Oh my god, who am I gonna pick? I'm go- I'm, I'm already running know. through all the greats here. I'm, I'm gonna have to go in my back. There's pocket so and grab many someone. left. There's so many. You haven't even. I mean, think about it. You could go. You you haven't even really dipped into WCW yet. I mean, granted, no, you've well, done people well, who have appeared in WCW. I was gonna grab. I was gonna grab someone that has a little finishing move called the Diamond Cutter. Yeah. They were gonna be involved in this tonight, but I decided to go. I thought about one of the best rivalries in wrestling history, and I picked the two men that were a part of that. And I'm, you know, go I'm with the heavy you, hitters. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. For my money, and DDP is another conversation again for another time. But for my money, no WCW feud in the late 90s was better than DDP Macho Man because you had the charisma of the Macho Man. You had that just like the absolute insane in-ring just workmanship of DDP. He got in that ring and he fucking worked his ass off. And he's like the most unlikely dude to be able to like get to the top of a wrestling organization. He was such an everyman. He was so easy to fucking He just ran a nightclub, man. He just ran a nightclub. That was all he did. Such great fucking such great matches like match ddp like that was that like i mean great sting hogan was the press one that was the big one but you know let's face it that was never the in-ring show that was never nearly as entertaining as match ddp match ddp was yeah brother good good shit so we ladies and gentlemen we have another promo we're gonna record for the fourth annual live stream for the cure i'm gonna get this pre-roll out before the event Hopefully live stream for life. Ooh, yeah. Get it. Get it in there. Get it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Boy sauce. You got to do the thing. The NWO thing. Get it in there, baby. Come on. Mm. Huh? What? He's wow. God, we just woke him up from this is what we do to him. This is poor kid. God damn it. Well, wake up. Shake off the morning voice so you can record a promo here. I mean, there'll be something here. He'll he'll have a wrestling education here by the time that's that true. This podcast ever. That's true. Ends. You know what it was? Is he had us muted? He was on his phone looking up heel rock promos. I'm pretty sure that's what he was doing. I know he was watching them. Yeah, man. That's why I will always. I no matter what, I will always go to the theater to see any movie The Rock is in because he is so fucking entertaining. That dude is just endlessly entertaining. I love The Rock so so much. A lot of people. Even- he's worn on a lot of people. <laughs> Not for me, man. Not for me. I love it. Because every time I see him on the screen, all I think back to is those heel rock promos and how just amazing. And like, like think about this segment. Like, remember the rock and sock connection? Remember the rock and sock connection when he teams up with mankind? And then like mankind did that whole this is your life thing. And they brought out his like his, his teacher and like all these different people and the rock stones could eat boontang pie and shit. Like, come on. The attitude here was the fucking best, man. It was the best. Was so I get nostalgic good, for it. Just like I do everything else, but Louis sauce. He's, he's yes. looking up heel rock promos again. Are I you ready to honest. record this bitch? Huh? I gotta be honest. I wasn't paying attention to a single thing. You all were saying. Wow. <laughs> Loisos, do you even know what the rock and sock connection is? Uh, I'm going to have to say no, I don't. Get him the hell out of here. And you're the king of socks. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to get Loisos. We need to get Loisos a Mr. Socko. Mr. Socko, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what you should have on this show. We'll bring on, we'll just rip off fucking Mick Foley and you bring on Mr. Socko. Man. <laughs> 
That's let's, what, let's rec- that's what yeah, this let's show needs this is Mr. Sacco. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, May 27th through the 31st. So now, if you are a podcaster who is listening to this, if you are someone who's listening to this, the launch party on Wednesday the 27th, I've just decided this is going to be a free-for-all with topics to be determined, just random film type discussions i think what i'm actually going to do is i'm actually going to pick like a bunch of directors and we'll just have discussions about their filmographies like maybe try to rank their filmographies on the fly like could be a pretty fun discussion or whatever like just to get into debates about no this film belongs higher up on the filmography than this film etc 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 i think it could be kind of fun i think we could have a some enjoyable discussions but if you're a podcaster who's interesting interesting and you're also interested I meant to say that in taking part, then please hit me up. Uh, We're going to be live again, 6 to 10 p.m. for the kickoff show. It's also going to be kind of our soft launch for the event. We will be taking donations and doing all that kind of fun stream stuff on Wednesday. But it's more to kind of get ready for the big event, which is going to be from the 28th through the 31st for 48 hours. And we've got dozens upon dozens upon dozens of guests uh, next Monday. Next Monday, I'm actually going to do a special segment of the show that's going to list off all of our podcast partners. We've actually signed up a couple more that are going to doing pre-recorded segments. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Lots and lots of amazing content planned, and, and, and a lot of the games that a lot of people have planned. Paul Chomo is going to eat bugs again. God help him. <laughs> I hope he. I hope he has more water this time. He only had like one little bottle of water last time. He was like choking on what were they like carpenter ants or something. He was eating something like that. I can't remember. Sean Ennis is going to read his stories. He's actually trying to get in touch with Neil Gaiman right now to see if he can get permission to read like a Neil Gaiman story on oh the air. Oh my air. god, it'd be really? cool. That'd be amazing. That'd be Holy super shit. cool if he can. So there's a tweet he actually sent out about that. Go retweet it. Let's get some uh, get some exposure on that. We're gonna have '80s movie soundtrack karaoke featuring mm. shock top himself justin winters that's going to be absolutely amazing so many amazing amazing fun segments and god knows what's happening with so wizard because i'm recording with him this weekend and i still have no idea about what <laughs> joey's like here we're going to pre-record our segment but we want you to be on it and i'm like okay <laughs> i'm looking forward to it joey we'll probably have already recorded it by the time this hits the airwaves but yeah, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. So much content, so much amazing stuff planned, so many amazing guests. It's going to be off the chain. And again, donations are doubled, ladies and gentlemen. I got the word from Sierra at the Cancer Research Institute. Donations are doubled. They have amazing, amazing benefactors. I was really worried with COVID this year, but we stand a chance. If we can hit our goal, gentlemen, of $10,000, we will raise $20,000 for a future immune to cancer think about that that's five digits baby that is that is money you can hold in the hand to borrow to paraphrase from death of a salesman but uh yeah it's uh it's it's kind of crazy to think about it's kind of crazy to think about how the event has grown and the, the, the scope of it and and how many people put in so much time to 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 make it a success and you know, spread the word to their own audiences. I mean, this promo has popped up. I'm sure people have played this promo that I, I still have no idea who or when or where, but know that every single bit of it is absolutely 100% appreciated because, I mean, I 
work myself to literally the bone to try to make sure that the event is as successful as possible. I whip the, you know, Justin like day and night when it's about the artwork and stuff. I'm like, I need this. I need this, you know, make him, make him do as much work as he possibly can. We've got Dan running sound checks for everything. We're going to have Gerald on site running around like a gopher. We're basically going to just whip Gerald the whole time he's here. It's going to be glorious, but you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a great time. And I really, really hope if nothing else, you'll come out for some fun, socially distanced activities. It'll be wonderful. It's going to be absolutely, absolutely amazing. Can't wait, man. Oh, and Loisos is going to be there. I'll be there. I'll be, uh, hanging out. Now you go and die. That guy. Occasionally saying things like that. Always saying things like that. So are you guys <laughs> ready to record this promo? Sure. You guys got it up there in front of you? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Let's not try to make it too flashy, gents. Come on now. <clears throat> oh, wait, I start. Okay. I was looking at it. I'm like, who starts? What? Okay, I do. All right. Get it together, man. Fuck me. All right. Wait, hang on. Hang on. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. All right. I had to get that out. Sorry. Now I think we're ready. Okay. All right. So we are going to do it in three, two. I'm Nick. I'm Justin. And I'm Brian. We are the Epic Film Guys. We want to let you know that the fourth annual live stream for The Cure is only a couple weeks away. Every single dollar raised goes to the Cancer Research Institute to help us fight for a future immune to cancer. And once again this year, donations will be doubled. Join us May 27th through the 31st for 48 hours of content from creators around the world. Please help us spread the word so we can smash our goal of $10,000. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com to make an early donation and to learn more about the event. Together, we can make a difference. All right. Let's spin it one more time just because. Sure. And uh, then we'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll take Loisos's pants off and we'll make a man out of him. Ooh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. In three, two. I'm Nick. I'm Justin. And I'm Brian. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we want to let you know that the fourth annual live stream for The Cure is only a couple weeks away. Every single dollar raised goes to the Cancer Research Institute to help us fight for a future immune to cancer. And once again, donations will be doubled. Join us May 27th through the 31st for 48 hours of content from creators around the world. Please help us spread the word so we can smash our goal of $10,000. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com to make an early donation and to learn more about the event. Together, we can make a difference. I love it. Cut, print, get the hopester in here. I just want you to get me drunk right now. There we go. The hopester's I'm about ready. To, I'm just going to go pee-pee in the pate. I'm going to get some more booze, and then I'm good to go. You heard the man, ladies and gentlemen. So that is it. Uh, pre-roll over. Pre-roll, once again, is going to, well, whenever I can be arsed to release it, I should say. But uh, pre-roll will be coming out uh, You know, on the main feed for all listeners until... The end of quarantine, so that way we're providing a little bit of extra entertainment for all you Bonus guys out content. there. Bonus content. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll also we'll send you the sauce. We'll send him your way. 
We'll send him in your a, way. In a box through the mail. In a box through the mail. And don't you worry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are going to thoroughly disinfect him before we put him in there. So you will not have to get your Clorox wipes and wipe him down after here. I mean, you can anyway, if you just kind of, I mean, maybe that's how you get your kicks. I don't, I don't necessarily know, but it's, this took us down a weird path. That wasn't uh, I wasn't intending. I also did want to mention really, really quickly for our patrons. Uh, thank you, first of all, patrons, for supporting the show and paying us for the thing we love to do. It's because of our patrons that we're able to purchase prizes to give away for Livestream for the Cure and that we're able to pay for things like Whereby, which is going to allow us to have tons of people on the air and do tons of amazing different things. But I made three different donations every month. 10% of our Patreon earnings go to charity. March's donations went to the Community Foundation of Northern Virginia, a great nonprofit down there in Justin and Loisos's neck of the woods, where, uh, you know, they have a COVID-19 response fund. So I wanted to make sure I donated to their local area so we could help them out locally. And April's donation went to United Way of Broome County, which is, of course, where Justin grew up and where I am still located. And then May's donation, of course, went to the Cancer Research Institute, an early donation out there. Also, ladies and gentlemen, shirts are for sale. Bubble, red bubble, you can get mugs, you can get other stuff, you can go to Cafe Press, you can get a mouse pad. I actually have the mouse pad with the logo on it right now. I absolutely love it. $5 for every single item from Cafe Press and Redbubble goes toward the cure that is more than 100% of what we make on every single item. The show will cover the difference out of our end. Same thing with the t-shirts. $12.50 of every sale goes toward the cure. We get like 3% taken out of that because of credit card merchant fees and things like that. The show will cover the other end as well. So please get out there and buy the merchandise. The shirts, you only have a little over a week from when this episode lands until May 22nd to purchase a shirt. The links for all the merchandise will be down in the show notes. Please head to those links and please buy merchandise with the live stream for the Cure logo on it. Support the event. Every single little bit that you can toss into the coffers is going to help to push us toward that goal of $10,000. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so much, everybody. We are going to join you over in the main show where we are going to talk about King Solomon's Mines. Oh, man. <laughs>